0: Stop now. Avoid the Christmas lush.
1: Come on, wakey-wakey. Coffee's hot. This is the new Hawkeye Pierce. No preservative.
2: Yeah, Boston, Massachusetts, you geographic whiz.
0: he has got a good
3: case for the Huffs. Hey MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-host Kenny, and join me from across the pond, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 16, Bottle Fatigue. It's the 189th episode overall, directed by Burt Medcalf. written by Thad Mumford and Dan Wilcox. It originally aired on January 7th, 1980, and the production code is S618.
0: Here we are, folks. Hot off the press. Last month's bar tabs. Don't push. Everybody gets one. Just put my tab on my tab. All
1: right, this time you've gone too far, Igor. This isn't a bill. It's a phone number. 38 dollars and 20 cents i can't be responsible for this i must have been drunk at the time i
0: double checked it sir 38 dollars mine's only 22 you went falling away
4: well i'm not surprised pierce the way you bend your elbow give me a double scotch
0: there must be over
1: 150 drinks gin and tonic bourbon neat cognac i could have saved this money and bought a
2: studebaker big deal you'd have just driven it to some bar this is just the tip of the ice cube what about rosies? What about the still? Yeah, relax, Piers. Even my own alcoholic consumption's been elevated since I landed in this leper colony. But when I go back to civilization, it will return to normal, as It will for all of us.
1: How do you know that? I don't. I've never gone home from a war before. How do I know I won't set up a still in my own living room? Oh, there's nothing to worry about. You'll see. Yeah, well, I'm gonna see now. I'm not going to drink anymore.
0: (laughs) I mean it! I quit! (laughs) Oh, I get it. Stop now. Avoid the Christmas lush. Pierce, a two-ton bar tab is no reason to take the pledge. Not forever, just for a week. I want to prove to myself I can do it.
1: You want to join me? Are you kidding? I quit not drinking when I was a kid. Okay, have it your way, but I'm going to put myself to the test.
4: And the plot summary for this episode, Hawkeye goes on the wagon and drives everyone crazy. When Winchester hears that his sister is going to marry an Italian, he goes nuts doing everything in his power to stop the marriage.
1: There's a bright golden haze on Korea There's a bright golden haze on Korea The sun is as high as a drunken G.I.
0: You know anything from Naughty Marietta? Nope. Good, sing that.
1: Come on, wakey-wakey, coffee's hot. Get it before the scum settles.
2: Yes. You remind me of a dog I once had. He, too, was cheerful in the morning, so I gave him to a family of immigrant Japanese, and they ate him.
1: Come on, Marie. The dawn is breaking. Ah! You filthy swine. <laughs> hey, come on. You don't want to be late for your hangover. A All
3: right, for our guest stars, we have Shelley Long, who played Lieutenant Minda Hall. She's best known for her role as Diane Chambers on the sitcom Cheers. And Jeff Maxwell returns as Private Igor Struminski. And then we have David Kane, who played Chinese Soldier, known for Macbeth in 81, Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen in 81, and Hawaii 5 in 2010.
4: And uh, Shari Sabah plays Lieutenant Shari Arlen. Uh, she appeared in 18 episodes of MASH, and
3: these are her only acting credits. And of course we have Kelly Nakahara, who returns as Kelly Yamato.
2: The time for that don't to be our playing post office. Uh, hello. He- hello, 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 hello. Of course, this infernal contraption doesn't work. Why should it? Wasn't Mac in Italian? <laughs> hello, hello. About time. I want a place called Boston, Lawrence, eight four six four. Yeah, Boston, Massachusetts. You geographic whiz. Oh, who am I? Who are you? Spacky, eh? Well, Spocky, flash this call through immediately. It's an emergency. I need no authorization. Oh, is that so? Well, I am a major, and you are a supercilious twit with a name befitting a cocker spaniel. Now, for the last time. Clear? Thank heaven. Here, explain to Alexander Dumbbell that I must get through to Boston immediately. Boston, Massachusetts? No. It's
0: spending the winter in Florida. Hello, uh, to whom do I have the pleasure? Sparky. Oh, oh, Sparky! Hey! Long time now, huh? Well,
2: I uh, I can't talk
0: about it now. He's uh, standing right next to me. All right. I'll tell him. Well, 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 sorry. No personal phone calls in the Zone of Interior. Matters of military urgency only. This no exception. This is military urgency. My sister has surrendered to an Italian.
2: Wow. This could be the end of civilization as we know it. Clinger, just... Get me through to the telegraph
0: office in Seoul. Don't care, do. <laughs> Gorillas knocked it out yesterday. Just relax, sir. Max, are you insane? Why would you feel if your sister were marrying a swarthy, dark haired olive picker? She did. And for your information, Major, so did my mother and my grandmother. Not to mention the future Mrs. Max Klinger, whoever she is.
2: Did I say something to offend him?
3: All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I actually gave it an 8 out of 10. Right. It was, I have written down in my notes here, uh, Winchester going crazy. His bigotry side just really crept up in this episode. Hmm. Much like Frank, because Frank was, you know, he was blatant about it. But I, mean, I guess Winchester, he's more pompous. Yeah. You know, heaven forbid he has an Italian in his family. But <laughs> I just, it just, I, it was a side of Winchester I didn't like. Mm. One that you don't see often. And I think I forget that's there. Yeah. So when it comes up, it's kind of surprising. Even though I think about it now, I'm like, oh, of course he's going to be that way. He's, he's proper money, you know, white bread mm. from Boston, Massachusetts. So, I mean, it was just, you know, h- you know, him insulting Klinger by saying that, you know, he-, he doesn't want his sister to marry a dark-complected, olive-skinned gentleman yeah. and, you know, that type of thing. And then uh, it was funny to see Hawkeye go clean and sober, yeah. um, mm. you know, especially because you see the effects. You see the very first day, he's chipper-happy, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, there's hot water early in the morning. And, you know, he's all clean-shaven, he's ready to go, and he's being annoying. Like, he <laughs> annoyed me. I wasn't trying to sleep, but then you know as as the days go, he becomes more and more obsessive and annoying and you know smelling the food and describing it what it smells like as people are trying to eat and I love the fact that it was Houlihan that actually stood by him up until about the middle of the episode where he she he just goes you know crazy on her and she said, that's it i'm I'm done defending you." Yay!
1: So We've had it up to here with your teetotaling tantrum. Oh, I get it. You want me to start drinking again, don't you?
2: That's not what I said.
1: Oh, that's what you want. Oh, Hawk, don't be paranoid. You'd like that, wouldn't you? The old Dr. Piers from South Korea. He was all the rage with that cute little wobble in his walk, not to mention his rosy cheeks with eyes to match. That's what you want, isn't it, Margaret? If everything's so damn clear to you, Mr. Keen senses, how come you haven't noticed that I'm the one who's been defending you? That is up till now.
3: Mm. Um, I just I liked seeing that part of Houlihan because, you know, normally she's the hardcore, you know, jump on the bandwagon type thing. But I like that she was the first to say, you know, no, we have to understand he, you know, he's going through physical withdrawals. It is a physical, you know, thing that he's going through, not drinking. I look, again, when Winchester insults Father Mulcahy yeah. and uh, about the Irish, and he just drops his tray of food on them.
2: Oh, good afternoon, Major. That is your opinion, Bala. Huh? Entree, sir? What is it? Italian meatballs. No, my sister's marrying one. You know, Major, perhaps it's not my place, but I'd like to point out that the Italian people have given the world a great deal. Art, culture, the Renaissance... I hope you'll reflect on this and try and accept the situation. Thank you, Father, but the closest I can come to acceptance is when I console myself with the fact that at least she's not marrying an Irishman. Why is everyone so
3: testy? And I love the fact that Winchester's, like, totally baffled by what am I doing, what am I saying, you know? <laughs> That's just him. It's yeah. just the way he is. He doesn't, he doesn't put two and two together. I did like Winchester sending the telegraph at the end. You know, he, he's already pre-apologizing for the letters that he had sent, uh, which is kind of nice. Because I think he comes to the real, you know, especially with the whole grenade thing, um, which I don't know how how real that would be. You would assume that, I guess they didn't take his pants off and they made a point of saying hmm. his pants are still on. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was just, it's a, it was a very uneasy It was a very weird episode, just the way it was paced. Yeah. Just because there was this scene, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden there's this very dramatic, people might blow up. I mean, I know they're not going to, but still, at the time, you're thinking they may blow up. And then all of a sudden it just goes back to him, you know, it was just a weird kind of moment. But I mean, obviously it it worked for Winchester because it got him to realize what an idiot he's been. and, And the fact that, you know, it wasn't his family who broke up the marriage, it was the guy's family who didn't want their type of people to integrate into the yeah you know italian mm. which i thought was a nice little twist yeah you know and of course i mean m- one of my favorite lines was hawkeye's at the very end when he says when he was had the drink and he says i'll be back when i want it and not need it
4: yeah that's nice
3: that was that was just a, a perfect way to end that whole little episode his whole little story arc there was it was perfect so yeah i really i i enjoyed this episode it was, it was a good episode
4: uh, well, I gave it a seven and a half on this bad. one. It's not bad. It was an eight, but I, I dropped it too far. I was going to drop it to a seven. Um, the thing is, is that I, have we um, have we seen this before? Uh, has, has this happened before? I could have sworn we've had an episode where Hawkeye gives up drinking and he's just as annoying in that episode as well, or or maybe not, I'm not too sure. I
3: don't think so. I don't don't recall that.
4: Yeah, maybe. Maybe, again, these episodes seem to be on all the time, I suppose. Yeah, I mean... there's one bit as well where Charles turns around which is quite a, a, a line which I don't think he could get away with saying now where he says I gave the dog to the Chinese and they ate it
3: oh my um, gosh <laughs> I yes I heard that I was like whoa that would not pass censors today
4: <laughs> which I actually found funny because I, I, I do quite like uh, to the knuckle kind of humour but he's just sort of like whoa okay but again he's supposed to be <laughs> in the 1950s um, yeah. yeah the whole thing with Charles ranting about you know Tony the Pony uh, and and know. And, and, uh, <laughs> about the Italian thing. I actually quite like that because it kind of builds up the whole thing about because Charles is is my favourite character. Yeah. It's kind of like I like the fact that that's so open about his flaws that we all see as flaws, yet he says it sees as normal. Which of course is is totally true. People who are racist don't see what they're saying as wrong. They think that's perfectly normal. Yes. Yet we see it as something that's totally and you know, I don't think any human humane person would know that, you know, obviously yeah. totally wrong. But if you believe something so much, then you automatically assume it's right. And because Charles comes from this you know, very kind of like uh, white, upper class um, family, which they have money, they have big estates. they have the kind of, you know, for they live in the kind of houses that are featured in John Hughes films. Um, yeah. You know, so but he's surrounded by the same kind of people. So when he says these things, it's, he automatically thinks that everyone is going to believe him. And um, but what makes that strong in the story is right at the very end, which I think is the best scene in the whole of this episode. In fact, I think it actually is one of the best episodes in. Uh, sorry, one of the best scenes in Mash altogether. Is Charles actually reading the telegram uh, to the person who's going to send it? And once again, it's the most wonderful acting from David Ogden Styles, bless him where you you see the emotion and you you do get kind of like filled up because he understands how much of a bigot he's been by Mm -hmm. saying those things to his sister and then suddenly it's all kind of like you know the the realisation of it all hits him because of this grenade kind of thing. I do like the fact that the father refines the, the pin. And also like what you were saying, the whole kind of craziness in the OR with that grid. And it's all done, obviously, I don't think they had handy cams then at that point in 1980. Yeah. But it's almost like they, they literally are as if you're a, the person is not the camera. It's also a person who's one of the nurses or another doctor who's running yeah. around trying to find it. And I quite like that way that it, you kind of textures out of the the, the basic storyline and he's throwing yeah. you into this kind of actual event that's going on. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. But there, there is something about this. The thing I don't like about it is the whole Hawkeye being an ass when it comes to giving up drinking. And, you know, I think that could have been done a little bit better, less annoying, especially like with, with the girl he's dating. You know, you just look at that and you think, oh, you're saying such things that are, you know...
3: Yes. Cause obviously now, you he should you know better. Sober yeah. or drunk, he should know better not to say that.
4: Exactly. And, and you know, he doesn't... Mind you, but they're getting credit to Greg, credit to He's at you know, Hawkeye has to have flaws and fair play to Alan Alden, also to the writers. They make sure you see Hawkeye's flaws and you see it quite a lot, especially of these next few episodes.
0: Yeah, very true. Four more days of his sobriety is going to drive me to drink. He got mad at me this morning because he didn't get any mail. No wonder who'd want to write a grump like that.
4: For your information, Corporal, Captain Pierce is not behaving like a grump just for the fun of it. When a person gives up drinking, it has a physical effect on the body. It's temporary. For the time being, we can be understanding and supportive.
1: I got a better idea. We tell him he needs a malaria shot, and we fill the hypo with booze.
4: Okay, so um, you gave it, what did you give it? I gave it a, uh, what did I give it? I gave it uh, eight. Eight, okay, okay. so I gave it seven and a half, and IMDB also gave it seven and a half. So yeah, round about the same as us on that one. Yeah, very cool, very cool.
2: Well, well, it's the Leaning Tower of Pampas. Who does that Rosie think she is calling me a rummy? I was shipping subly.
1: <laughs> How rude. What you are is a wino. Thank you for upholding my honor. Oh, geez, Charles, not so close. That breath could trip a landmine.
3: All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have a few of them here. I'll start us off here. Based on Hawkeye's bar tab of $38.20, which must be over 150 drinks, The drinks in the Officer Club must be approximately $0.25 each, which seems a little higher for the 1950s in an Officers Club. The same drinks were a quarter in in the Enlisted Men's Club in 1968. All oh, right, so, what's a, so what's, a,
4: what's a quarter? A quarter is 25 cents. Oh, what, so why didn't, I just, why didn't he just put 25 cents in that bit then <laughs> instead of... <laughs> it's like, you know, for people who don't who work in other monetary That's true. values. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, 150 drinks, though. I mean, because you do see when they go there, they, they always buy each other drinks, don't they? So That's what I
3: assumed. I assumed yeah. he just bought, you know, a round for everybody. But I think they were just trying to insinuate that he drank 150 drinks. In that time period.
4: Oh, I, I, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so when Major Winchester sent a telegram home to his sister, he gives the address of 30 Briarcliff Lane, Boston. This address does not actually exist. It is actually located outside of Boston in the town of Holliston, Massachusetts.
3: Oh, interesting. Okay, back to Hawkeye's monthly bar tab at the Opera's Club of 38 twenty in nineteen fifty-two dollars would be equivalent to the amount of two hundred and eighty-eight dollars in two thousand seven.
4: Well that's good. What about two thousand eighteen K? That's, <laughs>
3: that's gonna be that's gonna be what
4: around about three
3: hundred probably about yeah, I'd say about, about three twenty, three thirty, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah.
4: It. Yeah. Okay, so we've gone back in time there, uh, to that the <laughs> uh, okay, so according to INDB, the Chinese soldier with the grenade is speaking Japanese. Oh right, okay. <laughs>
3: Uh and then we have Hawkeye sings part of Oh What a Beautiful Morning from Oklahoma in nineteen fifty five. That was very annoying.
4: Yeah, it was a bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh it, my yeah.
3: god. He was grating on my nerves that whole scene. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, he can't carry a tune, can he? No. <laughs>
2: what the hell are you doing over there it's crazy
1: lunatics
0: got a live grenade, oh, 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 a grenade. The panic. he's holding the handle and i'm holding him somebody give him a hand no no
1: no stay back
0: all right listen up everybody who doesn't have to be here skedaddle pronto go on. just hold on tight sir your fingers are all that's standing between us and kablooey
1: just think of me as five little dutch boys
0: <laughs> easy take it easy somebody get on the gas and get him under
1: i'll do it the tank's broken. The gate snapped off. I'll get an ether mask.
0: Roy, keep calm. I'll be right back. How long do you think you can hold on? For the rest of my life. Okay, Pierce, we got to put the pin back in that grenade. Where is it? Search me. Well, use something else in there, you dolt and needle, swab, anything. This is no time for experimenting. That's a commie pineapple. We got to find the pin it came with. Okay, anybody with a free hand, get down on your knees and look for that pin. And for God's sake, find it fast. Not I'm my name. Father, as long as you're down there.
4: I'm praying already, sir. So, trivia time again. So, last episode's question was this one. Mashman viewers across America laugh, reflect and cry about the Korean War for 11 seasons. But how long did the actual Korean War last? Well, the answer is three years, one month and two days. So... There we go. So 11 years spanned into three years, one month, two days, with 15 Christmases, <laughs> 15 <New Year's> <laughs> <Eves>. <laughs> and a uh, grey hair coming very quickly. Uh, this episode's question. In the episode where Hawkeye sends for takeout to Adam's ribs, what was the name of the girl in Chicago who picked up the order and shipped them to Korea? That's a difficult question.
3: Uh, I know. I, I found that one. I was like, oh, I got to put it in there. Someone's <laughs> going to get it. Someone oh, just e- yeah. someone just emailed me uh, as we're recording this. Episode one, eighty-five just went out, hmm. and it was the combo, the lock combination. And I'm oh, like, yes. oh, no one's gonna get this. I got one email, and it was correct. So oh, far,
4: oh yeah, I can't, name I check. cannot believe it. Can you name check him?
3: Can I name check him? Yeah. You want you know who it is? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the name. Oh my. Okay, well, we'll, no, we'll I just we'll, got. I, well, yeah, we'll 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 uh, announce it later in a yeah. future podcast. But yeah, okay. I was very impressed because that thought that one. I'm like, oh, no one's going to get this one. Yeah. And sure it, enough, it, something. It, about it, it wasn't me, was it? <laughs> wasn't you? No, no, no. Was not you.
2: Yeah. This is Major Charles Winchester, Mash four hundred seven seventh. Uh, I wish to send a telegram to Honoria Winchester, thirty Briarclift Lane, Boston. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts. My name, my dear sister. An incredibly profound experience has served to intensify the significance of your last letter. It made me realize with keen awareness how precious is life and the loved ones with whom we share it. You're about to receive several boorish letters which I deeply regret sending. Please attribute them to greatness of distance and narrowness of mind. I finally realized to my shock and shame that you are no longer the naive little sister that I left at home. I wish I could be there to share the pain you must feel. It's only now that I have begun to comprehend its depth. Stop. Love, Charles. Cut it? Thank you.
3: You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash 4077 Podcasts, Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments, or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash 4077 podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash 4077 podcastcom If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, slash Kiki fanboy. All right. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I think we both agree. It was definitely a good episode. Yeah. Has its its moments. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing ya. I
1: have a beer.
3: Scotch. Neat.
1: Same here. Hawk? Did I hear you right? Pierce, you hopping off the wagon? I just spent five minutes serenading a guy who was holding
0: our lives in the palm of his hand. Oh, Hawkeye. Don't give up now.
4: You've only got two more days to go.
0: Let the boy make up his own mind, folks. If Carrie Nation had been in that O.R. with us, she'd be getting a little juiced herself about now. Gee, Hawk, I thought you were going to make it. Look, I admit it, I need this drink, all right? I'll be back
1: when I want it, not when I need it. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk... Well, Geek! Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his knights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
3: MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives Works 3.0 United States License. All rights reserved.